Dogs like to orientate. Dogs like to ori orientate themselves based on the something to do with uh, magnetic poles and gravity. That's what they're doing when they're spinning around. Anyways, so here we are, Powerful Truth Angels, newest episode, and once again, we are going to be doing um, a, a wonderful show. And I'm not even going to pretend there's no guest today. We're going to take some phone calls. I'm going to talk to you guys. And we're just going to chop it up. I'm just going to give you a breakdown of what's going on. It is uh, the beginning of November. And uh, we over here at, uh, at, Born and Raised at Born and Raised Enterprises slash PTA, we're getting ready for the Sadie Hawkins dance at an undisclosed location. It's going to be quite an event. And uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, if you know, you know. And if you go, you go. And that's kind of how that goes. Um, but, you know, the thing is, like, there's a lot going on. What is you? Okay, I'm looking at I'm looking at Jason's notes. Joe Budden's buy, or is he? What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, so, allegedly, Joe Budden, famous personality, came out on his podcast, is by saying he likes girls and guys. People are questioning whether it's trolling or not. Thoughts, Alex? You look like you want to say something. It's, uh, who isn't at this point? Oh. Like you know, join the club, bro. You know, like who cares? It's not even news. It's not news. It's like Demi. Point. Like you have to really reach. Like Demi Lovato says, we shouldn't call aliens aliens because it's offensive. I'm talking extraterrestrial aliens, not people who are alien to another country. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, Joe Budden. Um, I don't know. I don't know much about what Joe Budden, like I'm aware of Joe Budden. I know who Joe Budden is, obviously. Pump, 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 pump it up. All right. Uh, he had, um, what was his uh, crew with, um, he had a good group with, uh, I think it was Eminem and Royce to Five Nine, Joel Ortiz. They had some smackaroonies. Um, I forget the name of their crew. It was, it was, they were like lyricists. Joe Budden's a lyricist. Was it Slaughterhouse? Was Eminem in that group too? Or was he just adjacent? I don't know. Um, but uh, Joe Budden being bisexual really doesn't move the needle for me in any way. Uh, I don't, I mean, maybe hip hop cares, but this is, you know, I don't know what, what hip hop's take on it is. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what is funny is that I saw Kanye on uh, Drink Champs. Do you watch Drink Champs? Drink Champs? I've seen it. Noriega, uh, just, just Noriega is like a legend to me. Noriega, like, Every every CNN album, every solo Noriega joint, Noriega was the first person to uh, one of the first people to 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 work with uh, Pharrell, and he had an infamous line where he said, "He said uh, run laps around the English Channel. Pharrell has a cocker spaniel, right?" And he, he is, it was his way of saying that Pharrell was gay. That's what this is a different time. I'm sure Noriega would change his too, and he didn't know. He didn't know at the time that Pharrell would end up being like a god figure in the, in the musical landscape, and and it's also a different time when someone being gay, right? Like at that time in hip hop and just in general, being gay was a major major thing. Like it was like a big deal. When you find out someone's gay, like you got to come out, you got to have a ceremony, you got to tell your parent, you got it's a whole thing, right? The society as a whole was not really. Um, you got a sitcom for being gay, basically right. back then. Yeah, I mean, maybe yes. There, I think, I think, uh, you know, the the yes, maybe. I don't know if they give you sitcoms for being gay. They had sitcoms about being gay. The idea, the idea of being queer was was like uh, very. It was still very dangerous, which was kind of cool, right? I don't think it's very dangerous anymore. But the idea was dangerous. People were scared their children were going to be gay. Some people, and. Um, 
and yeah, uh, Noriega, Noriega said that Pharrell had a Cocker Spaniel, um, which is like, I think Cocker Spaniel is a nice dog. And uh, I don't know if he did have a Cocker Spaniel, but I mean, it's not my my preferred breed, but I, I could I could get down with a Cocker Spaniel. Um, so yeah, he, he said that and, uh, you know, different time. I mean, there's a lot of different um, different perceptions in the world about how uh, how all that stuff's taken. And hip hop, you know, I think hip hop still hasn't fully adjusted to like hip hop is on a hip hop is on a very it's on a very interesting trajectory because you know young Doug is doing everything he can to be everything that like young Doug is is I don't even know what the fuck young Doug is doing I don't know where he stands on any of this shit but I know that he wears he wore dresses early in Atlanta. I don't know what I'm talking about. I can't. I can't speak on Young Thug. I don't know what the fuck he's up to, but I know that hip hop has has is has gone through some serious. Because if you think about this, think about this. Hip hop became the preeminent leading musical force in the fucking world, right? It was rock and roll for a while and grunge, and then hip hop just basically took everything over. Like hip hop is everything, and hip hop is is also in doing that. Hip hop is changing with the times. And uh, and we're all changing with the times. I got nothing more to say about rap music. I love rap music. I was listening to one of my favorite songs of all time in the gym today, Ghetto Boy, City Under Siege. Uh, and it's my, one of my personal dreams is to direct a video. The, the song has got to be 25 years, maybe 30 years old. You want to look up City Under Siege by Ghetto Boys? Amazing song. One of the best. It's definitely, it's definitely dating me. But this song, you know, songs connect to you. Certain song connects into your, it, it, it connects to your brain receptors at a certain point, and it just never lets go of those fucking neurons. And City Under Siege makes me want to like punch holes through walls and like kick cars over. You know what I mean? 1990. So what's the, how many years ago is 1990? 31 years ago? How's that math? 31 years ago, City Under Siege. And to this day, if I ever have, if there's ever some way I can do it, I still want to make a music video for that song. That's how much I love it. There's a couple songs historically that I love so much that I've even considered taking my own money and making a video for them. I might do it one day because I love the fucking song so much because I connect to it so much. I also like that song, um, that, uh, the song that uh, Jay-Z did with Frank Ocean called Oceans. You ever heard this in that song? Beautiful song. And it's on one of their albums. No one liked it. I liked it. I loved it. It's a fucking great song. Anyways. I digress. Listen, Kanye was on Drink Champs. Um, Kanye, um, it's amazing what he, I don't know. I, I, I don't, he's got, he still has that patchy haircut. He's got the back of his head. looks like someone started. It looks like he has a mange in the back of his head. That's his haircut. His eyebrows are shaved too. He shaved his eyebrows off. He's just, you know, and I think he's bipolar. I mean, we're all bipolar and we're all bisexual. We're all bipolar. Every, let's just be honest. And he said that the worst, the biggest thing he regretted doing was signing Big Sean, which I found to be pretty funny. And then Big Sean follows up by being like, I was just with Kanye last week and they have a picture together. Like Kanye's just like, at this point, like he's he's just, I don't know what he is. It's, it's just crazy. Um, but uh, that's enough about that. I don't really want to talk about Kanye West. We want to tell you about a brand new HeadGum podcast, History of Heat, presented by StockX.com. The hilarious Yasser and Isaiah Lester our brothers and comedic writers who love everything that's considered heat. If you're wondering what heat is, heat is what's cool. Born and raised, powerful truth angels, Alex Two-Tone, Mr. Cartoon, Omar, Graffiti, 
Streetwear, The Baby, CeeLo, Outcast, Ghetto Boys, City Under Siege, Led Zeppelin, Number Four, Pink Floyd, The Wall. Whether it's fashion, art, skating, or even video games. Any video games you guys like to play? Tony Hawk, Grand Theft Auto, James Bond, Goldeneye. You want to bring me up to date? Fuck it. All right. Every episode, Yasur and Isaiah are joined by guests like Langston Kerman, Vashti Kola, and Steve Barra. I know who two of these people are. And they, they, what they do is they, to name a few, that's just a few of their guests. And what they do is they discuss and share never before heard stories about some of the most hype and influential brands. They should have me on the show. I'm a fucking insider. I'm part of this culture. God damn. I'm part of the culture, Omar. I'm part of the culture. She can't hear anything. She hear nothing. Omar. Omar, I'm part of the fucking, I'm part of the culture. Omar. Omar, I'm part of the culture. Can you hear me? You can't. Oh, baby, you can't hear anything. I'm part of the culture. The culture. Part of the culture. Okay. Wait, have me on the show. I'm fucking, look at me. I'm animated. I do things. Uh, every episode, they do it. They talk to these guests. They talk about heat. So they discuss never before heard stories of some of the most hype and influential brands. They'll talk about everything from Nike, Marvel, Supreme to Crocs and Travis Scott collabs. I think we rank. Born and raised, we don't rank. You don't want to put us in the copy? Okay. Uh, require, powered by real-time data and insight from StockX. Ah, the tie-in. The fucking overlords. Powered by real-time data and insights from StockX, the global marketplace for authentic current culture products. History of heat dissects the past, present, and future of all things heat. I use StockX. You want to know why? Because I don't have time to hunt around for things and wait in line I'll, and I pay I bought some shit on, I bought some guy you cost you I don't even know how to fucking say it some Nike athletic shit on StockX and I bought it on StockX and I bought like a pair of shorts and a jacket like there's like a hundred bucks and then I go in the I go in the shorts and the original tag was on there and it was like $40 originally so by the time it got to me and StockX it you know you know the game the middleman makes all the money you know what I'm saying okay if you're a fan of our show look out for their episode on art which touches on everything from print to figurines, NFTs, and how the new generation is collecting art in the digital era. Collectibles and the money of it all, everything from handbags and limited release sneakers, how these once abundant utility items have become alternative asset classes. What is happening? Streetwear, which talks about how a mom and pop screen press t-shirt can turn into a global brand like Supreme or Stussy. This is true. Born and raised started in this in this house, in that room back there with a shoebox full of cash and a couple wacky guys with some ideas and a little neighborhood history. And now it's a brand that is pretty fucking big. Not globally huge like uh, this this thing called Supreme and Stussy, which I've never heard of. Not as big as those brands, which I don't, I, they sound like they're big brands. I don't know what they are, but pretty big. Okay, subscribe to the History of Heat on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and be on the lookout for new episodes every other Thursday. I'm going to go down this list as Jason prepared all these. I mean, this is just, let's go to Dune. Who wants to talk about Dune? Anybody? Hell yeah. You see it? Yeah, I saw Dune. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. Okay, gentlemen, number one, thank you. Thank you for doing the homework. Thank you for doing the homework assignment. Okay, one at a time, I'm going to ask you, thoughts on dune what did you think i thought it was good um i thought it was visually very cool 
orally very cool. I think the, uh, yeah, okay. Sound design was very cool. I thought the sound design was some of the best I've ever heard in terms of it, it carried the movie and created a real alien atmosphere. Um, so funny. What's that? Why is that funny? Because I, 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 some of the sound design I really liked, and but some of the music, my one gripe with, I mean, I have a few things I'm going to say, but my one gripe is I didn't, I really didn't like the, the soundtrack, specifically the, <laughs> yeah, like that to me felt, it took me out of it. I think it was Hans Zimmer doing Hans Zimmer to the ninth. Uh, the nth degree it's was like it Hans Zimmer? out of control Hans Zimmer because all he's known for is like uh, crazy percussion that was definitely and, Hans Zimmer oh yeah and the eh, you know he's been doing that since Black Hawk Down and since Gladiator and he's basically been making the same soundtrack over and over again um, I loved it in Black Hawk Down I liked it yeah I mean I think it's it's a little played out but I, I, I liked that it was such an exaggerated version of Hans Zimmer like if he's gonna do it he might as well go a thousand percent at this point and I, I, I thought it was uh, I thought overall the sound design was great not just the soundtrack though like the sound effects and everything really carried the movie far okay that's my as, take as, as, off, as, as expected an arcane and bizarre take take away from dune is he's there for the sound i don't want alex do you have any thoughts on dune uh i mean not as nuanced as that i just liked it i agree with you about jason momoa is his name i don't like him as that as uh i forget that dude's name harold or duncan duncan Duncan, Duncan, (laughs) we i hate i do i'll say this i hate jason momoa as harold (laughs) that i cannot abide by but but duncan i'll tell you i'm gonna tell you my thoughts okay uh, Jason Momoa, I didn't mind him. I thought he was cool. I didn't. I, I didn't like it in the trailer because he's just too. He's so like Jason Momoa. But I I didn't mind him. Um, I think that here's how I'm taking Dune. I saw it at IMAX. I was really excited. I was really like rushing around to get there. <sighs> like I, it was like by the time I got into Dune that day, I was so stressed out that I almost had. I almost hyperventilated. This is how. This is how high. Highly stressed out, I get. I had planned. I had planned the whole day to. I was working. I worked the whole week because I was like, I'm going to go see Dune on this day. I'm going to take off from work. You know, I'm not take off. I'm going to go at six. I'm going to stop what I'm doing and go to see Dune. I bought tickets and and I'm rushing around trying to get stuff done. And I was like, I'm going to save these like sh- these like sugar free Swedish fish just for dune i mean this is my little treat for myself as you guys know i'm very um i'm counting calories right i'm trying to trying to cut weight constantly always forever and so i was like i'm gonna eat my swedish fish and i had a t-shirt i had to give to my buddy and i left them i i was rushing up and you know i'm rushing around always rushing around cleaning some stuff up the last minute i left the swedish fish um and i was so sad because because i'd put so much on it when I went there with Ella, and I just almost had like a temper tantrum, and like I slammed, I was like, I fucking forgot the Swedish fish, and you know, I I gotta I gotta say that like for someone to be next to a psycho like that, it's hard because I'm being like I'm being demented. It's really not a big deal, but in the moment, if someone would have come up to me, like there's a clip, there's a brief moment for me. If someone would have come up to me and been like, "Man, fuck your Swedish fish," I probably would have killed them. That's how high. That's how wired I get. Like that's how stressed out I get. Like and and in the moment it's just like you know and Ella is really good at just being like she lets me have my little temper tantrum and then I go I'm sorry I didn't mean I, I'm being an asshole and she goes it's fine 
and we move on with our day. Long story short, short story long, I saw Dune, and I think that the first time that I watched it, I watched it in IMAX, and I think I was just kind of like overwhelmed with how, A, with how big it was, literally and, and, and visually, whatever. B, I had already, I've read the book, I've seen the original Dune movie. I've seen the original Dune movie many times. As you people, as you listeners know, I've watched. I've watched it faithfully, like at least annually, maybe a couple times a year. I'm obsessed with the movie Dune for some fucking reason, and uh, so I kind of, you know, there were no surprises for me. I knew the backstory of everybody, um, but I found a lot of it really interesting and really beautiful. And I, I, the only thing that I wish is I wish I could have been more objective and watched it uh, as someone who didn't know anything about Doom and watched it without having seen uh, the previous one because I knew what was going to happen mostly. And, uh, and then I would be disappointed with like, well, there's more to this character. Why don't, you know, all of that being said, here's what I love about the movie. Okay. This is what I loved is that, to get the spoiler alert, so just put this on pause if you know you don't want to hear this. But to get to the end of the film, the film, the film, uh, the film stops. It's a two film arc, right? The film stops at the end, and that's when Paul and his mom uh, finally crash in the deep desert with the Fremen, and they meet the Fremen, and that's the end scene. And the end scene is Paul's got to fight this dude, right? It's a guy he's been having a vision of, and. That by the time it got there and he fought that guy, I was super invested. Like that fight to me, like that shit was, it was, there was so much on the line and it had been leading up to this moment. Like I felt like the whole movie was leading up to him fighting this dude to get to the next stage of his life. Right. And that's how he kind of became a man is that he fought this guy and he murked him. And, uh, you know, and his mom, his mom took fucking, his mom did some witchcraft and, and unique, uh, witch, which fighting skills to take out Stilgar. And, uh, and you know, he, they, they, you know, now they're part of the, that tribe of Fremen and it ends there. And they, you know, and then Zendaya goes, there's so much more to show you, which I, again, I was like, you guys didn't have to do that. We know there's a part two. And then they cut to a guy, I, they cut to a guy surfing on a worm, which like, you know, listen, I, I don't, I gotta say as someone who, who, uh, makes films on a very small scale, aspires to making bigger films, uh, and, uh, who is a director, you know, um, uh, I, I don't, I have such res I have so much respect. I'm not a film critic and I have so much respect for what Denis Villeneuve does as a, as a director, as an artist. And I'm not here to criticize anything that that man has done. Uh, I just said I did the music took me away, but I think the movie is, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's amazing. Right. Um, and I, and I can't, I'm not going to sit here and rip, I'm not going to break something apart because I also need to look at it a few more times and I haven't had the time to like really like sit down and digest it. And I need to, I need to go through it. A few. So I'll be reporting back on my, on my, you know, on the, my next viewings. I watched, I watched it in a kind of a truncated way the other day. It doesn't really count. I got to watch it a few more times. Let us tell them, but there's some great, the spider thing, that spider creature in, in Harkonnen's spot. Right, the reimagining of the tech was great. The fucking when she goes, I want silence, and that cone comes down, and they're all muffled. That part of the sound design I loved. I love the little clicking noise the Baron's suit makes all the time. You hear this like, yeah, kind of like me eating on mic. It's just disgusting. Uh, the Baron was great. I love how obese he was. Um, I love uh, uh, what's his name is. Um, what's the guy's name? The wrestler. The wrestler, huh? 
Batista is Batista is just like the go-to, right? For for a bad guy in sci-fi. Um, but Batista is as a Bane as a Rot. What's his rate? What rate? I forget his name. Um, he's great, and uh, I love like I love when they're in the when they're in the Thopter, and there's a deaf Fremen. And he's like, and he's deaf and he's like, with, you know, I've never had the highborn, you know, he's going to like rape Paul's mom. And like that whole scene's really good. Like there's some really great stuff. And I love a lot of like the, the you know, the, 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 the VFX, the tech stuff. And I ended up liking the, the shield suits. I didn't like them in the trailer. I was like, what is this shit? It looks like a rainbow, but it made sense. Everyone has a different design. Like I like that. I like the details. I like that, like the reality of a science fiction film. Everyone doesn't have the same shit. The Duke, the Baron's got a ring. Uh, Paul has a bracelet. Everyone has a different way with to, to use their technology. The same idea, the same technology, but a different, a different piece of um, hardware, right? So anyways, yeah, dude. Yeah, uh, I'm fucking, look. And then, and then I started listening to this uh, podcast called Gom Jabbar where they just talk about Dune at length and I got more excited about it. They talked about they talked about the movie for three fucking hours, these guys. They're just talking about, and they're like, they're so deep in Dune world and they're so, they're so immersed in Dune that you can hear these guys getting titillated when they talk about like, a per, they talk about the the Dune world as if it's real people that they know. It is crazy, and but it's really it's really good. It's really engrossing. So let's do it. So that's enough of that. That's my that's my kind of that's my quick take on Dune. Hey everyone, how are we doing? Are everybody hanging in there? Sopranos creator reveals the meaning of Sopranos ending. He did. David Chase. Yeah, I think so. That's David Chase, right? What did, what's the meaning? He dies. Of course, he fucking dies. He very clearly gets killed. Anyone that thinks otherwise, I, listen, I back that ending. That ending is way more powerful than him getting shot on camera. He's with it's and it's so dark. He gets fucking just just destroyed in front of his whole family at his favorite fucking restaurant. Like and it, and it goes like that's the best way. That show is so good. It is I I just rewatched the whole thing again. And I, I might have talked about have I talked about this, Jason? I rewatched Dune again sometimes since COVID. I'm not Dune. I rewatched The Sopranos again since uh, since COVID. And every time I rewatch it, it gets funnier, it gets better, and it gets more like it's like a fucking opera that you want to see. Polly Walnuts is just uh, uh, amazing and it's just hilariously amazing. The guy with the Baja Fresh, like, give me a fucking break. It's you could do. I mean, there are whole there's whole there's whole industries based around watching Sopranos. There's podcasts, and didn't you have access to one of the Talking Sopranos people? Uh, not Talking Sopranos, but shout out Pajama yeah. Pants that has the kids from the Sopranos uh, as hosts. Okay, well, shameless plug. Shameless plug. Okay, um, what else? Okay, so here's the other thing. Zuck Zucker the, the Zuckerino, um, you know. The metaverse. Uh, he he made the metaverse. The thing is, has anyone seen the Matrix? Do are we do we understand what's going on here? Like, we have all the warning signs. We've made the movies. We've written the books. Like he just made he made it. He made the Matrix. And we're I guarantee you, there's going to be a time in the not so far future where 
people are going to be set up with saline or glucose, whatever the fuck keeps you alive. And they're going to, they're going to go in there for like a week and just check out. They're going to put you on a little thing and you're just going to like, you're just going to live in there. You're just going to be suspended. Maybe they throw, hit you with some Xanny or some Oxycontin, a little drip, you know, and just put you in the metaverse to live your life. And people will be plugged in to this. This was, this is real. This is happening. I just saw a motherfucker on, on Instagram designing. Okay. The first time I went to VR, First time I went in the VR world, I was like, I did some graffiti game in VR. And I'm like using the spray paint, spray paint a wall. I mean, the texture, you can see the paint. It's crazy. It's so realistic. And I was thinking about, I was like, well, what if an engineer got a hold of this with the right tools? You could take engineering, like, you know, you, you don't, you're not sketching on CADs. You're sketching in three dimensions. And I just saw a guy design a shoe on Instagram with, uh, with a 3D VR, uh, uh, some sort of VR program. And he's just building the shoe. It's like a blob. And he's like, makes a blob and spins it around. I'll show you the clip. It's crazy. We're in the future. We're actually going further than what we thought we would be. You know, it was like, we don't have flying cars, but no one needs a fucking flying car. It's too, it's just like, that's child's play. Right, we have jetpacks. We don't need flying cars. They did. There were people on those. Um, remember, for a minute, people were flying around in New York on like these, like it was almost like a hoverboard. They were like ten feet above traffic. You remember seeing those clips? Oh, really? People, people be flying. People be flying around. It, it's happening. Um, okay, what else is on this list? So yeah, um, the metaverse. This, this, you guys, you saw the Matrix. You know what's going to happen? We're just like we're gonna we're fucked. We're so fucked. So like, I might jump in. I'm fuck it. I'm down. I'll take a vacation. You can. I can go in there and do whatever I want. I told you, my friend, uh, friend of the show, has shown me a clip of him in VR, and he's a. Um, if I mistake, if I'm not wrong, he's a dragon. No, he's a demon, and he's he's jerking off a Shibu Inu. He's sucking a Shibu Inu's dick and jerking off another Shibu Inu in VR. So. In VR, they are these avatars, but in the real life, they have goggles on. They're just in a living room, going like this, you know. Um, and, and I'm begging him to let me use that clip, but he won't let me put it on the show. And I keep talking about it. I just saw him the other day. Shout out to you, PP man, um, number one. And, uh, so yeah, you know, it's all, it's all great. We're, it's all good. Uh, we got a call in. We're gonna do some call-ins today. Is there anything else we should talk about? while before we go into call-ins, anything else you guys want to get off your chest? You have any ideas? Any ideas? Guys, come on, help me out here. I mean, I will say, uh, Second Life has been doing the metaverse for 18 years, and it's definitely already all established on there. It's just not as like integrated with Facebook, but people definitely drop out on there for right. But you years know, when Facebook does it, it's going to become the norm. Of you course, see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's mainstream. They were way ahead of their time. This yeah. is like 2002 or something. Yeah, I mean, I know people were spending actual currency to buy digital real estate. And I remember hearing about that. I I heard about that maybe 20 years ago and being like, I don't understand. What do you mean? They're like, some guys like, yeah, this guy spent $60,000 to buy a plot of land in a game. And I'm like, I don't get it. But then now it's like, you can you can buy a JPEG for $100,000 if you want. Exactly. Like you pre, uh, pre. Uh, Which we know. might move into some of this JPEG NFT crypto talk. We might start talking about that on the show because I have some interesting things developing right now. So just put a pin in that, my people. My little people, my little powerful truth angels. Um, we're gonna have to do some serious editing on the show, just so you know. I yeah, need yeah. To, I, I don't need know. some attention on this. Yeah. Um, is there anything else, you guys? Any anything else we want to do before we take calls? How many? How much time we got here? Oh, maybe you could roast us, Two Tone. Yeah, I'm down to get roasted. Let me see if I can roast you guys. Yeah, you want to roast us? Let's do it. You want to roast you guys? Yeah. Let's do. Yeah. But just remember that you asked for it. 
fully. Consent. Okay, okay I consent. So this is consent. You've consented to being roasted. Okay. Okay. Now we're back to a little something I like to call Green Chef. Okay. Um, you know, they have a they want me to read this copy. I don't we don't do the copy. We don't need the copy. You know why? I'm just gonna talk to you about Green Chef. I'm gonna give you an honest and earnest breakdown of how Green Chef works. Now you let me know if I cover their talking points, but I'm just gonna say this. I'm gonna tell you a story. Okay. Here's my story. Um I'm rushing around. I'm going to the gym, I'm doing my job, I'm working, I'm doing this podcast, multiple, multiple jobs. You know, I literally have sometimes four jobs at times. You know, I'm doing a lot of stuff. And I need to keep I need to keep myself healthy and I need to keep the machinery moving, which means I need food, I need fuel. As evidenced by earlier in the pod, if Jason doesn't cut it out, I'm eating oatmeal before I start the show because I gotta keep the machine going. I gotta keep the fucking gears moving. I gotta keep the cogs in line with the gears and the machinery and the steam. Steampunk machines gotta keep going. I'm made of steam. Steam, leather, coffee, yogurt. That's what's inside of me. Anyway, so I got to keep it moving and uh, I got to eat. And the thing is, like, I can't eat. I got to I gotta eat well. I'm at, a, I'm at an age where I can't just fuck around and go to Del Taco. Uh, I can't go to a fast food spot. Can I say that? Can I say Del Taco? Bleep it if I can't say it. But I can't go just get fast food. And I also can't always order food because it's fucking expensive. I spend $60 a day easy ordering food. I can't always order everything. I would love to just eat out every time, but I can't. And there's something about making your own food that feels great. There's something about creating your own sustenance, making your own food, using your hands, the hands that God gave you, the hands that they gave me to crush friend and foe to break rocks over people's heads the hands that they gave me to to draw art like michelangelo to walk omar to 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 throw a blanket over a hard-boiled egg when it's on acid the hands that god gave me to to make my way through this world can now be used to to chef up a little meal okay because that's ultimately what I should be doing with these hands is I should be chefing, should be creating just a little beautiful plate of shrimp scampi over pasta with some roasted broccoli and just some yams that I just cut into stars because it looks cute. You know what I mean? So the thing is, uh, that being said, I go out, I shop, I shop all these ingredients, I buy stuff, I buy a thing of rosemary and I buy some seeds and get some milk and then there's always leftover stuff. There's always like, I didn't use all, the stuff sits there forever. And then I buy the steak, sometimes the steak goes bad. It's hard. It's hard being a bachelor shopping for yourself and creating meals. And also, I can only cook two or three things. I know how to cook a couple of things. I can cook a chicken. I can cook a steak. I can cook some yams, and I can make some oatmeal, and I can make some eggs. That's about, That's my range. My range is very shallow. Now, I got turned on to Green Chef via the pod, and they sent me a sample box because of the podcast. And I got a week of Green Chef, and I became... After a week, I was hooked. I was good because I cracked the box open. I open it up and it's like all these little packets of food are arranged. Here's your chicken breast. Here's your capers. Here's your lemon sauce. Here's your yams. Here's your seasoning. Each seasoning is a perfect amount. Here's your salt. Here's your pepper. Here's your rosemary. Here's your whatever. Okay. And it's all set out in these little plastic packages. You bust it out and they give you a, a cheat sheet, paint by numbers, cookbook, with pictures and instructions, clear as day. You could not fuck this up. You look at this and you get your ingredients out and you turn on your saucepan and your stove and you just start cooking and you start chefing. And usually this stuff takes, it doesn't take long, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And the 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 the, the portions are for two. 
Sometimes I eat them both. The portions are for two, and you can make it. And by the time you're done, you can plate it in the same way that it looks in the picture. So what happens is you're making dishes that you would have never made before. Again, I have about five things that I can cook. And when I cook, it looks like shit. It just looks like a pile of stuff. But when you do it with Green Chef, everything's laid out. And you can make these beautiful meals. Now, it doesn't matter how they look because the way they taste is fantastic. And... If you want them to be, they can be healthy. They can be paleo, they can be keto, they can be vegetarian, they can be low calorie. I would go keto usually and sometimes paleo. And I'd make things under me. I mean, I was making squash. I didn't even know you could make squash. Squash was just some rare delicacy I'd have at a restaurant. You have some roasted squash. I was like, how do you do this? I don't even know. Come to find out it's not that hard. Uh, someone breaks it down for you step by step. I can easily make squash. I made pork chops. I had never made pork chops in my entire fucking life until Green Chef. And I made pork chops and you know what? I came around on pork. I never liked pork. I like bacon. I didn't like pork. Pork. I was taught early on uh, not to eat pork. And you know, I love pork. It was delicious. Pork is the other white meat. Pork is, pork is like chicken, even more delicious. I made pork chops. I made bagogi. I made a keto bagogi. I mean, it's crazy. And you just, you order in the website. Everything is very friendly. The user interface is great. The graphics are wonderful. You plug in what you want and it comes every, it comes for a week. You get a box. It's coming in a little freezer pack. You put it in the fridge and you have food for a week and you make your meals and it couldn't be more simple and it couldn't be more easy and it couldn't be more delicious and it couldn't look better. So do I use and like Green Chef? Is there a call to action? Let me get the paper that I just wildly tossed on the floor and make sure there's some sort of call to action, okay? If you're going to go on, go to greenchef.com slash PTA125 and use code PTA125 to get $100 off, including free shipping. Again, go to greenchef.com slash PTA125 and use code PTA125 to get $100 off. Go to greenchef.com slash PTA125 and use code PTA125 and get $100 off, including free shipping. Go to greenchef.com slash PTA125 and use code PTA125 to get $100 off, including free shipping. And that's the Green Chef ad. And I would also like to add that uh, Green Chef and HelloFresh are oh, no. have combined their forces and uh, are bringing you some of the best meal let me, delivery let me illustrate what in the country. HelloFresh, Green Chef. Coming together. Coming together. Synergy, a pyramid. Is there anything stronger than a pyramid? Much like the sex, much like the sex pyramid that I try to get these guys to make. Synergy of Green Chef and HelloFresh. They've created a conglomerate of healthy eating and wonderful foods. Is there anything else you guys need to know? These hands were meant to wield weapons and paintbrushes and to carve marble, but not really. They're meant to whip up little shrimps, cojita cheese, peppers, pumpkin seeds, spice, allspice, uh, pepper, salt, salt, pepper, whatever. Just go to Green Chef. It works. I love our sponsors. Love you guys. Don't ever leave us because then we're not gonna we're not gonna have a show. Now here's the deal. You this in order for me to roast you guys properly, I have to make you uncomfortable physically. I need you guys to be physically uncomfortable. I need you guys to both sit on that chair at the same time. I don't want to roast you guys anymore. No. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's too much to handle. Oh, this is, oh my God. Jason, you're so big. <laughs> Jason, you're so big. Jason, you're like, Jason, 
you're like fuck you're like you are the fucking tall you're the skinny man the tall man jason you're gigantic you are you are simultaneously about nine people okay ichabod crane howard stern andre the giant a huge overgrown witch tyson fury a medieval a medieval um some sort of crone um you're in you're in 20 christian metal bands for sure uh that you like he likes it i know he would like that how do you manage this many this many looks at once you also have what did you do to yourself you did something different you look very different what did you do you do something your hair i shaved and i have a ponytail you shaved did you have a beard or something Jesus Christ, you just shouldn't, you shouldn't be, I think that there's people like you that we shouldn't, we need to, we need to take people like you and we need to put you somewhere and, and just seal that and make a glass case and then just brick it up and brick it up the glass case and just, and put it away for a long time. Yeah, it's not funny. Listen, we need to do this. We need to find a way to do this because you shouldn't be out in, in society with people. You're walking around and, and you're scaring people. Look at my dog. My dog's terrified. You're scaring children. What do children do when children see you? What do they do? Be honest. Do they scream? No, they look at me. <laughs> they look at you. They try to fact. They they compute. They go, "What is he?" They look at me in awe. They look at you. They're amazed by my boyish charm. Your boyish charm. Yeah, you're 74 feet tall. You are Big Bird. You're like the you're like Big Bird skeleton. <laughs> and maybe one of the most obtuse men I've ever met. And Just, I just, I, I'm, I'm boggled. The two of you boggle me. Now, Alex, Alex has got a lot going on. He's got a waffle print uh, crew neck and a French Connection UK hat, which I haven't seen French Connection FC UK. Do you know what FC UK is? I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that brand literally in 30 years. This is mind boggling. Where did you find that hat? Uh, it's an online, online retailer. Okay. Were you shopping? You were shopping it. Okay. And. I can't believe that they sold you a hat. What did you do, Jason? <laughs> he's getting a mic. So he's got he's got Alex Griffin. He's got the Harry Potter glasses, the waffle print hoodie. Alex, Alex texted me the other day and he says to me, he goes, This is what he says. Okay. He goes, Listen, this is out of nowhere, out of the blue. This is I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you. I text him, I go, Hey Alex, I got something because you know Alex works for me as my assistant. But now he's been working on the podcast. And I say to him, Hey, um, I need I got I want to use your brain power. I wanted him to help me figure something like I was trying to figure out how to buy some dot eth web web which I bought motherfucker so don't try to buy them from me. The, you know dot eth eth you got to lock that shit down. It's like the new Forget I even said anything. Don't lock anything down. Either way, it's not easy to do. You have to go from one account to another account to another account and your 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 computer has to link with your phone. It's a whole fucking process. And it's expensive. So I needed someone to do it because it took me hours and hours and hours of fi- trying to figure this out. I text him. Doesn't respond to me. This is this is uh, talking about obtuse. There's obtuse. You're obtuse in one way because you respond. You're very you're very reliable. I'll give you that. You're a reliable person. But but this man, he doesn't respond to my text. And his his response the next day is, I need a raise. I could be making more money doing other stuff, and I need to be I need to be quite I need to be paid like full. Just like. He doesn't go from like, hey, do you want to have a talk? I want to have a conversation. Or like, he doesn't massage it. He just goes from zero to eight. And it's just like, he's already telling me that he's going to get another job. And that he needs a raise. And like, I'll, I'll pull the text up. I think you pull it up. Right. <laughs> I'm pull the text up. 
I love that you guys are. I love that you guys are sitting in the chair together. Okay, I go. Yo, need help with some stuff. Yo, need help with some stuff. You could probably do it at the crib. I have something that would especially require your brain power. Flattering and not rude. I, I just it was like I was hoping to get some sort of answer that day. Like, hey, I'm busy. I know I hit him at four o'clock, but I'm a very busy person, and he's supposed to be working for me. Hits me the next day at ten in the morning. He says, "Cool, I'm available today. I've already done it. If I'm gonna do social management." strategy social management slash strategy for the pod because i talked to him about doing the social media for pta and maybe doing my personal social media because i fucking hate it sometimes i don't want to do it so he goes if i'm going to do social management slash strategy for the pod and also possibly your account going forward i need my rate to be unequivocally worth my time because to be honest i can make more than beep doing other things and i'm beeping out what i pay him he doesn't start with Hey, can we talk? I want to. He just goes straight to. I could be making. I could be doing other things, which is like that's the that's that's the that's the thing. That's the talk I have after like eighteen months of being irritated. He just want and I'm and then I'm like my first my my gut response is is usually like like I usually I usually because I don't I don't go off my first indication and you know I don't I don't fly off the handle. I I like to let things marinate a little bit, but usually my first response would be like, okay, well go figure that out, you know and. And I and I talked to a few people about it, and I and I talked to like my girlfriend, and I go, "Am I being unreasonable? Because I feel like he's came, he's coming at me a little weird." And you know, people people talked to me about it, and they said, you know, I talked to my therapist. You know, these things come up. This shit comes up, and she's like, you know, she had a whole different strategy, and then she found out that you didn't respond to me for a day, and then she's like, "Oh fuck that." She's like, you let him have it. She yeah. didn't say that. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, that was Alex's uh that was Alex's communication. We have an odd, we got an odd crew here. You know, we I don't think that if 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 the three of us walked into a nightclub, we'd instantly be arrested. Because they would know something horrible. This dude's an expert in milking tables. You're 14 feet tall. You have a wet, you definitely own an axe. You definitely own you, I know you have an axe at your house. I have a tomahawk, yeah. Of course you have a fucking tomahawk. You have a morning star too? No, I want a morning star. Oh, Jesus. You want to get you one for Christmas? If we, how about this? If we get, if we, if PTA gets some solid numbers, I'm going to get you a morning star. We'll define what those numbers are. I'll get you a legit morning star. Fuck yeah. (laughs) So listen, you guys, um, I don't know, man. If, if I was, if I, if I was to give you guys $50,000, would you, would you have, would you guys have sex with a woman together? No, I don't know. No. If you're, <laughs> what if you're both single? No, 50,000 cash. I don't know, man. 50 racks. Kind of weird. You're just asking us to do porn? No, I didn't say I wanted to film it. I just wanted, <laughs> I just wanted it to happen. Yeah, but you would watch? I think it would disrupt the space-time continuum. No, I don't want to watch. I think it would it would cause the final fissure in the universal threat. And the universal like fabric would finally crack. Because we're on the edge, right? Things are happening. We're about to spill into another dimension. It's all fucking rap. Yeah. But if you guys... Eiffel Towered, a person, doesn't have to be a woman, anything, some sort of human being. <laughs> if you guys had sex with, if you guys created that pyramid of sex, yeah. right? And and the, the three bodies in motion, in synchronized, sweating, humming, throat singing, how <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. it would change the, 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 the actual reality of reality. Yeah. It'd be some powerful stuff. You wouldn't 25k each? Why are you thinking about this at all? Because you guys are sitting on the same chair together and it's terrifying to me. This is so funny. You made that happen too, though. So Right. So maybe I can make this happen. 25 racks each, cash. Let's do it. (laughs) I was a freak. 
I'm also not single, so. Well, yeah, yeah, me neither, bro. Oh, yeah. that's true. You never, okay. That's right. He's got a girlfriend now. That happened while I was gone, yeah. I think. Yeah, all right. Get out of here. You guys get out. Get out of my show, please. Right. Go back behind the cameras. Oh. We'll do this another time. I'm going to go on record. As much as I give you guys shit, I think you guys are both great. Yeah. Positive affirmation. I think we need to, I think we need to, I think we need to workshop this thing. I think we got something here that could happen. We've got to work at it. You know what I'm saying? Should yes. we take some calls? How much time was that? How much? I don't know. This is so long. That was like that was not an hour. Let's take some calls. I'm looking at the numbers. I'm looking at the numbers for the cartoon drop right now. I'm going to say you guys got in there and and, and did did work on this uh, drop. Shit, shit flew up. The irons, the custom hand-painted, candy-painted, pinstriped irons that we made with cartoon. I don't think I've ever seen anyone do that to an iron before. Uh, those things are gone instantly. You guys crush this shit. All the people, the, all you double winners, right? The people that are PTA, BXR fans, my real people. Thank you for jumping on and getting like. Thank you for thank you for being a part of this fucking journey, Mister Cartoon. Come on, man, Mister Car. You guys don't understand as an Angelino what it means to work with Cartoon. I've been looking up to this man. I'm gonna get him on the show too. Should we have Cartoon on? I think he's down. He's a cool, he's a cool mother. I'm just going to say he's a cool motherfucker. That's all I'm going to say. We'll get him on the show. We did a drop with him. Um, we made some amazing items. You guys, you guys track any of that stuff? Do you guys watch that other part? You get the other part of my life that takes up most of my time, which is born and raised. Um, crazy, right? That's what I'm talking about. The iron, like that shit is, you like the post. <laughs> I, I like the post. Um, I can't say the word iron also. I have a hard time with it's really bizarre. Excuse me. Iron. Iron? Iron. I can say ironic. Iron? How do you say iron? Say iron. 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 Say it, Alex. Iron. 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 All right. There you are. You're at what are you you're at the bar, you're day drinking, having a smoke? <laughs> yeah, I got out of work like an hour ago. So I always go to this dive bar right down the street. Oh my god. And then what are you going to get into yeah, after a few Friday drinks? Only. On Fridays only. Otherwise, I go straight home Monday through Thursday. What are you going to do tonight after a few after you get a few drinks in you? I have tickets to a show, but I have nobody to go with. What? So it's either I go there by myself or I go home. What's the show? I don't know yet. Uh, it's a band called Real Estate. Okay. Now let me ask you this. Alex seems to like real estate. Let me ask you this. If you go to the show alone, are you single? Yes. You're single. So what like are you open to going home with somebody? Yes. <laughs> then go to the show. You never know what kind of a handsome person you might meet there. Well, you know, that's why I called in was for love advice, I guess, technically. Yeah. Okay. Let's I hear was it. just with a guy for three years. I broke up with him like three months ago. Yeah. And I do have opportunities, but I don't want any of them. And I was like, maybe I should try this online dating. I've never done it before. Yeah. But for some reason, 
We get we get a bad connection. Can you hear me back? I keep walking away from the bar a little bit. Yeah, don't. I'm on their Wi-Fi. Don't stray too far <laughs> from the bar. I can't hear you. Get get close to the bar, Alana. Listen. I'm staying close. So you're you have some prospects, but you're thinking about doing some online dating. I I feel like I should try with people I don't know instead. Because you live in such a small town. Because everyone around you, everyone knows each other, right? Yeah. So you're trying to get the sneaky link. You want the you yes. want the you want the undercover like booty call where no one has to know your business. Yeah. Yeah. Get exactly. online. Listen. As soon as you get online, you're gonna get hit with a hurricane of dicks. Okay. They're gonna come at you hard and fast. It's gonna be a tsunami. So all you have to do is sift through a tsunami. It's gonna be intense. Trust me. So you're just going to have to sift through and figure out what you want to do. And I think that's the best move. Keep it low key. Keep it moving. Get yours and get the fuck out, you know. And then while you while you let, you know, get have your free time, engage in a nice solid hoe phase. Give yourself a good seven months. Get it out of your system. And then if you're prone, get back and settle down, you know, because uh, I mean, summer is coming. So you might want to extend that phase into into late 22, you might want to keep 20, it moving. You're funny. You, I'm 29. No, 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 no. You do look. Oh, you, you mean? Yeah. I mean, 2022. Thank you, though. Thank you, though. You do look, yeah. Alana. You do look. You're really cute. I think you're gonna kill it. I think you're gonna you're gonna have no problem. I mean, you well, obviously have no problems. I'm sure. Not really, but I just yeah. Yeah. Are you sad? Do you miss your old uh, your old flame? Not really. No. Not at all. Was he a dickhead? No, he didn't do anything. You know, he didn't like to do anything like move. Yeah. He really liked his computer and computer games. Oh yeah. And I'm, like, I'm pretty fucking bored, so yeah. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, women don't like that. That's something. I'm gonna tell you something, guys. If you, I'm gonna tell you guys something. If you have a girlfriend and you love her, don't fucking don't sit there and play video games. Don't play video games. No bigger turn off. No bigger turn off than when I come home and you're already on that fucking laptop. Nope. They want attention. They need to be. They need to be seen. They need to know you think they're beautiful. They need to know. They need to feel desired. That's the kind of creatures that these women are. You can't just be playing fucking World of Warcraft or Legion of of Families, huh? That's the game. That's the game. See? He made me make a character on it. <laughs> That's the only way you were going to fuck him is if you turn yourself into an orc. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was miserable. Yeah. Well, you got well, out. Thanks. You're a yes, free bird. I did. I did. You're a free bird. I'm proud of you. Thank you for calling in, Alana. This has been a pleasure. I think you're by far our cutest guest so far. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Have fun out there. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Take it easy. Later. Who's next? Hello. 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 Is this the Powerful Truth Angels? Is this Alex Two-Tone? This is Alex Two-Tone of the Powerful Truth Angels. You're on the show live. What's popping? It's actually not live. Oh. It's not live. Who am I speaking with? Uh, this is Naveen from uh, Vancouver, Canada. Okay. We got another Canuck in the house. Naveen, the party machine. What's going on? Well, the uh, prompt said that you're giving out relationship advice. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm the master of relationships. Let's hear my advice. 
Yeah. So um, I've been in a relationship for almost eight years now. Okay. And the little things are just getting to me, like just being dismissed here and there. And I know it's it's not a food pod, but we like it to be a food pod. Um, yeah. So like, I'll give an example. She will just dismiss anything I want to say. Like um, we were trying to toast these nice sandwiches that I had bought from a, a, an Italian deli. <laughs> And I wanted her panini press and I asked her for some <laughs> butter. I got to butter these buns so I can put it in the panini press. Yeah. And she said, you don't need butter. You don't need oil to toast anything. And I just looked at her like she was crazy. Did you hit Do her? You not butter your grilled cheese. I mean, did you strike her? Because let me tell you something, I, right? Uh, you don't have to say anything more to me. Okay. The I, fact that she told you not to put butter on the bread that you put in the fucking panini press. I am... I might fly out there. I'm, 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 I am in rage right now. That woman is a menace, and you should excommunicate. You should pack your shit, box it up. Don't even say anything. I don't care if this happened three months ago. Box up your shit. Get the fuck out. That's crazy. You got to put butter on the bread in the fucking panini press. That's what gives you the grooves and the tape. Oh my god, are you? She's just being obstinate. She's being a dick exactly she's being a dick and it's little things like that that just add up and you're just like damn i gotta tell you guys something about relationships as being a relationship master which is not true i'm a fucking idiot but it is the little things it's the small little things that we do that add up and make it make you crack one day it's a little nuanced stuff it's a little thing of like disrespect like not accounting for someone's feelings not letting Mm -hmm. them put butter on the bread in the panini press Mm -hmm. which is like i'm if I'm going to eat a fucking panini, I'm putting butter on the bread in the press. I mean, are you kidding me? And you just wanted to make a nice hot sandwich for you and your girlfriend. Naveen, exactly. you just wanted to make it. Them. You got a beautiful Italian sandwich. You're like, let's make this even better. You know, it's like it's like putting a little whipped cream on the hot chocolate and getting scolded for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get I, me. You I, get me. I think that you need to. I think you need to put your foot down. And I don't, and I don't mean this in a chauvinistic mask. I think everyone needs to to have boundaries and put their foot down. If I didn't have people put their foot down with me, I'll walk all over them and get bored. She might be bored. You need to tell her. I know. I need you to respect. You don't have to be an asshole, but you're like I just, you know, and you don't have to make it about the butter on the bread, but it is about the butter on the bread and the panini press. Because anyone, I know there's nobody here watching that wants a fucking dry bread panini press toast. That's fucking horrifying. I'm like I'm. <laughs> I'm 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 livid right now. Anyways, you're gonna have to start talking to her, and you're gonna have to address the situation. You've been together for eight years, okay? Mm-hmm. You're at the point now where it's like, what are you gonna do? You're gonna get married? You're gonna have kids? You're gonna keep it keep it pushing? Uh, you're gonna have to talk about the little things and be like, hey, you know, like I think you guys need. Do you guys live together? No, not yet. That's the thing. We're we're only uh, 26, and we're still living at home, just saving that money. You've been together since you were 18. Yeah. So yeah. you guys were 18 and legally started having sex and you're way, and you're 26. I mean, you guys are young and you know, it might be, be- <laughs> it might be better just to let this one fizzle out. You know, like, oh. do you really, do, do you really want to marry your high school sweetheart? Well, it was, it was a year into university. It was you- a year into university, but I, I get where you're coming from. How many people, what's your body count like Naveen? Oh, one. It's just one. Just one? Yeah. Okay. It's just one. Okay. I think maybe you need to get a little rumspringa, right? I think you need to get a little... Here's what I would say. 
Uh, I think you need to get that body count up. I think you need to get to about 15. Okay. 15? Yeah, I think so. I think you got to get about 15, however long that takes you. You got to get 15 at bodies. Pace, at my pace? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a slow. This guy works slow. I mean, the, different strokes for different folks, but I'm saying, like, you know, it looks like you're going down the course of uh, – of some sort of partnership matrimony here. And like, you got to figure out, like you might find out eight, eight people in that, like you really like it when someone sticks a lollipop up your ass, you know? And like, you're not, you might not be able to find that out with your girl currently. How's your sex life? It's great. It's, uh, it's, it's once a week. Cause I, that's all I can see her for basically on the weekends. But right. when we get together, it's magical. I would say. It's still after eight years, your sex life is still magical. Now, is that because you're just you're coming once a week, or is it because you just can't get enough of her Wonderland, aka body? Um, I think it's a bit of column A and a bit of column B. But Fair. you know what? Like you said, it might be it might be at that number eight where I finally am like, oh my god, right? This is I can't get better than this. Can like I, I didn't know I was into horseplay exactly or exactly. i didn't know that like my fetish was was like doing jujitsu you know with a girl being choked mm. you know you just don't know. You know what i have seen that i have seen that i'm into it i'm into it i saw it too i actually was telling the guys in the gym i'm like we started talking about something about the about uh a jitsu and and i was like you know that there is wrestling porn it exists because everything exists mm. any porn that you want to exist does exist what's mm -hmm. your okay here's a question speaking of that what's your uh what's your pornographic slash masturbation life like um uh, every day to every other day every day he's got a schedule every other day well look you're at an age where you know you're gonna be you're gonna be producing uh semen in copious amounts for a very long time and um, you know you got a lot of cum in you, a lot of cum, and it's got to get out. You got to get the poison out on a on a pretty regular basis. You only see your girl once a week. Um, I think that like I think being with someone for eight years, like I think you can start to explore the idea of changing who you are inside that relationship. Because here's the newsflash: you can do whatever you want. You can literally, you can, you, you build a little world with somebody and you guys can create the rules inside that world and you can do whatever the fuck you want. She can only see you once a week on the weekend. You can yeah. be like, I'm, I'm, I'm kayaking. This is my new life. And you can see me on Wednesdays or you can say, let's have a conversation and let's talk about this because I feel like, I feel like you're dismissing me. And, uh, you know, I, I, all that, okay. All the bullshit I'm talking being aside, I think communication is a key. You got to sit down and have a conversation and you have to have a frank conversation about the state of the union or relationship and look at it and be like, Hey, let's look at this objectively. You got to be able to look at things objectively and say, you can't look at things for fear of, you know, you can't, you can't put your yourself on hold for fear of other people's emotions. I'm not saying to be an asshole, but you got to take care of yourself and you got to make sure that you don't feel like you're being slighted because eventually it's going to wear thin and, you know, the the stress will crack the whole thing open and then you're going to, you know, but better now than when you have a couple kids. Oh, for sure. I don't for like sure. being That's disrespected at all. I hate it. I hate, I hate yeah. disrespect. It, it makes me, it, it, it drives me nuts more than other people. I think I'm very, in that uh, respect, I'm thin skinned. I don't like being, I don't like being dismissed. Uh, I don't yes. like being disrespected. I don't think anyone does. I felt the same as you when uh, you were talking about the uh, the the chicken on the floor. I was I was <laughs> amazed. I couldn't believe that you had to go through that because I'm on your side 100. 
you cannot pick up and eat chicken off the floor and don't ask me again if you can eat it <laughs> yeah that that was an episode you know and, and i and i will say this in in the defense of of the wonderful and beautiful ella um you know that's probably the only thing that she does that, that i don't like is that she'll eat things off the floor so <laughs> if you look at the grand scheme of things i'm doing pretty good everything else is great but the fucking girl will eat will literally eat uh wet spaghetti out of a gutter and not even blink oh. and oh. uh it's terrifying to me i'm terrified of it um but again that's you know uh you know she you know it, it is what it is i mean i don't know you you got you have to put it all on the scale and balance it you know like mm-hmm. does your, what's your girlfriend's name jessica Jessica, like Jessica is a dismissive, but Jessica has an insane ass and the scale goes up. You know, you have to measure it. Jessica, Jessica sometimes is very late, but you know, Jessica is like insanely good in bed. You know, the scale, Mm -hmm. the scale moves based on what we want and don't want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And based on that scale, I think, I think I'm going to push through. I'm going to try a bit harder. I'm going to put my foot down a little bit. Because Jessica has a grit ass. (laughs) I'm just talking. I'm just talking. Out, it outweighs everything. Pacino, like. Heat, anybody? No? Yeah. Okay. He gets it. He gets the reference. Thank you. Thank you. Um, no, Godspeed, and I wish you luck, and, and I think that uh, stick up for yourself and, and communicate and tell people how you feel because that's the only way to get through these things, especially relationships. You got you to you gotta come clean and talk and, and, and discuss it. You got to talk about it. Everything should be talked about. Everything. Mm-hmm. Everything should be discussed. Awesome. Every fucking thing. It will be. Thank All right, Naveen. I wish you luck. Call in next time. Let me know how it goes. And if you're still together. I will. And send I nudes, will. please. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. Thank you. Just kidding. Not kidding. That was some solid love advice. I'm kind of like a love guru at this point. I'm really batting two for two. Yo. Umberto was popping. What's going on, man? What's, what are you doing? I'm tripping on acid right now, dude. Hell yes. Where are you in LA? <laughs> yeah, dude. I Not knew that it. far from. I could tell. I could just tell. I yeah. could tell you're from. I know you're in LA. And oh, how, thank you, man. How 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 long ago did you take the acid? I took it maybe at 32, maybe like around 11. I'm I'm about peak right now. Oh, you're peaking took, right now. Yeah, dude. I took seven tabs. What? My man, now we're talking. I'm here to guide you and support you on this trip, Umberto. Oh, thank you. Where thank are you? Man. Where are you located? Do you have water? I, dude, I, I have water. I have food. I have like a blanket on, on me right now. I feel super comfortable. Oh, my I God. I feel like an egg right now. You feel like an egg? Like my egg shake. Yeah, dude. You feel like a hard-boiled egg or a fried egg? Like a hard-boiled egg ready to crack. Just ready to Just crack to over. Somebody. Just ready to crack. Are you, are you there by yourself? Yeah, dude. I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> Damn, this fool just said, fuck it. It's Friday. I'm taking seven hits of acid and becoming an egg in the middle of the day. I re- I salute you. I respect oh, your trip. You, and I'm here for your journey. What's What thank did you, you do? Were you in the house all day of frying on acid? Or what have you been doing? Oh, no, nah, man. I was just like, you know what? I have a day off. Yeah. I was like, you know what? It's a Friday. Why not? Why not? Took it. Took it. Tripped out. I'm still tripping really hard to like some music right now. What are you listening to? Uh, Led Zeppelin. Oh fuck yeah! He says Sled Zeppelin. <laughs> now we're talking. Are you are you are you seeing any visuals? You got some visuals popping? Ah, uh, bro, hell yeah, dude! Right now I'm like looking at my ceiling. Everything's moving super, like waving everything. I'm just like, damn. Do you have a stucco I'm, ceiling? Um, what happened? Do you have stucco ceiling? Nah. Okay, because this is a regular like. 
just a normal ceiling because stucco is the best shit to look at when you're on acid if you're looking yeah. at a ceiling oh yeah because oh, there's so shit. many textures what else what else could we um you want to hey do you want to freak yourself out a go for it dude well for, I, you know i, I, I want to have like a bad trip a little bit too so. you should put on uh jodorowsky holy mountain you should watch holy mountain yeah yeah All put right, on right, holy right. mountain and at seven hits of acid watch holy mountain okay it, yeah, you. Right, right. It is something else. Just anything by Jodorowsky, but definitely Holy Mountain would be sick. Um, trying to think what else would be good. Um, yeah, because I, I watch um, Alice in Wonderland. Okay, Dude, that was a that that movie fucking tripped me the hell out. Okay, this this like, might send you out. This is gonna this is gonna send you out into another world. Jodorowsky, definitely Jodorowsky. You got some Led Zeppelin. You know, if you run out of shit to listen to, I, I could imagine listening to some Radiohead on acid, some Kid A might be kind of interesting. Um, right, right. You know, some, some Led Zeppelin is good. What else is some good hallucinogenic psychedelic uh, music? Uh, I was listening to Pink Floyd earlier. Yeah, the Pink, Wish Your album. Pink Floyd, okay. Uh, You're just going for the for the standards. You're going for the for the classics. Oh, I, of course, because I'm like, you know what? It's a Friday. I feel, I feel a little bit classing myself, so you know what? You're fucking man. What are you listening to when you're not on acid? Uh, anything to be honest with you. You what? Anything to be honest. Anything? With do you. you ever listen to uh you ever listen to rap? Fuck yeah. What do you got? What'd you recommend? I think I think maybe I think maybe some outcast could be nice on oh, acid. Dude. Hell hell yeah. I, I was listening to um uh Mac Miller swimming one time on acid. Yeah. Legitimately legitimately was like the greatest experience of my life. Dude, I love that. I love I, that I rec- stuff. I, I, I recommend, like, if anybody who listened to listen to the album on acid, yeah, greatest thing ever. So you got the acid. Do you got, you got plenty of water? You got food? You got a blanket wrapped around you? You're turned into a hard boiled egg. Have you seen anything visually like swirly, melting? Anything happening? Oh, dude, earlier earlier today when my mailman came in, <laughs> I went to look at my mail, and for like a good maybe two minutes, he kept staring at me. I kept staring at him, and he just kept asking me why you're staring at me, and I'm just like. I tried to poke his face, but he kind of walked away. But the whole time I was looking at his face, like it was melting, and I was just like, "I'm like, this is, this is the greatest thing ever." You locked eyes. So you locked eyes with the mailman, and he said, "Why are you staring at me?" Yeah, and oh, the whole, I thought I honestly thought I was scaring him, but at the same time I was scaring myself because I'm like, I'm in public right now. Right. Everybody's face is melting. The ground is melting. I'm melting. Do but you, I'm okay with this. When you're on acid, do you ever start to get to the point where you ponder, you ponder universal? and personal truths about yourself and then the world at large. Because a lot of times when I was on acid, Humberto, I would get to a point where I would say, I think I figured it out. I think I know why I exist and why everything else exists. And I have a reason for living. But then when I when I come to in the morning, I'd forget it all. So what I say, if you, if you come and you stumble across any universal or personal truths, I need you to write it down on a piece of paper and mail it to me because I need to know what the fuck I'm doing here on this planet. Am I supposed to be here looking at these two guys while I'm on a microphone podcasting and my shit is on the table and I just had some kombucha or should I be roaming the mountains looking for bears, masturbating in the woods and taking mushrooms? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm stumbling through the world. 
I go to the gym, I do my job, I see my girlfriend, but maybe I should be just wandering like Andre 3000 with a flute, Venice Beach, dressed in rags with a debit card. I don't know what to do. I don't know what I should be doing. But I think you're doing the right thing at the right time right now because if I had the bandwidth and the freedom to take seven hits of acid and kick it and listen to Led Zeppelin and think about myself as an egg, I would be doing that one million percent. I cannot do it because I already did it a lot. And oh, I, uh, I, I respect. You. I mean, technically, you you were the reason why I took it. I'm the reason. You and, why. You, and you and Maddie were the reason why I started taking psychedelics. Really? Cause <laughs> I remember. Yeah, because I remember watching an interview that Maddie did, him talking about his psychedelic trips, and then you did an interview that you talked about it. How like you're staring? I think it was ayahuasca that you took, and you said you're staring at a fire, and I, you came out of it saying it. Am I am I an asshole? Am I an asshole? That was with Sponto, yeah. and we did a peyote ceremony. But that's that's medicine for his religion, uh, his okay, native okay. religion. That's different from what you're doing now. I'm a big proponent of psychedelics. The trick is to know when to hang it up because you can't do it forever. So you oh, get, no, yeah. Yeah, like you can't be, you don't want to be in your 50s dropping. I mean, maybe you do. I don't know. But I know that I did so much psychedelics at, at, at one point. And I think I'm glad I got out when I did because I think I might have burned through a few microchips and neurons in there. But I will tell you that of all the drugs and the drug families, psychedelics might be the most useful because you really do get to get a chance to look at yourself, you know. And oh, uh, yeah, do you ever get caught in the mirror when you're on acid? Oh, so many times earlier before this call i was getting i was getting a glass of water yeah. i looked at myself in the mirror i thought it was a demon yeah like a good two minutes yeah and afterwards afterwards i remember the blank i kind of put the blanket over my head yeah and i told myself i'm like i i, I started feeling beautiful i'm just like holy shit like took out the blanket demon put the blanket on top yeah beautiful yeah it's like damn See, it's the duality of man don't you wish that uh don't you wish that there was a way to record what you could see on acid what do you say you want to go Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Imagine, but, imagine if they had the technology so we could see what you're seeing. We could see the melting of the body and the mind. We could see the mind expanding. Let's say, let's take a trip, Umberto. You're traveling. You're traveling first at the speed of a snail and you're floating over the ground and you're floating over okay. the landscape and you're floating over the hills and you're looking at the rivers, right? And you're floating very slowly and you start to rise up and you go a little faster. And now you're traveling at the speed of a humming, a hummingbird. No, you're, no, no, no. You're traveling at the speed of a lazy bee and you're a lazy bee and you're buzzing through and you're in the forest and you leave the forest now you're in the city and when you hit the city you start rising up over the over the over the uh the, the cars and over the street and now you're going at the speed of a dove or of a pigeon and you're floating and you're getting higher and you're gaining more speed and you're seeing the city and you're leaving, you're leaving, you're exiting Los Angeles and you're getting an expanded view and you're flying over the country and you're flying up towards Washington and you're making a hard right into Oregon and you're flying somewhere over middle America. And now you're in, now you're, now you're somehow flying bird's eye view of the planet. You're all, you're looking over at Idaho and you're looking over and you're starting to get higher and higher and you're going at a supersonic speed. You're going so fast. You're like 16 Hawks, that kind of speed, right? You're at the speed of 16 Hawks. Okay, you're flying at the speed of 16 hawks tied together in tandem that much power and you're flying and you're flying high and you're getting high and you might blast off into space but all of a sudden you recognize something in Florida and you zoom back down as fast as you can and you're zooming back into the planet and you land right face to face with a crocodile bird's eye view and you say Mr. Crocodile what's it all about and he looks at you and he goes knowledge damn it can happen to you Umberto, I'm so glad you called. 
I'm so glad you're on acid. I wish we could keep him on while we talk to other people. Is that possible? Humberto, do you want to stay on the phone while we talk to other people? Oh, damn. That, that's kind of a mind blown right there. Right? Oh, <laughs> Let's expand <shit>. your mind. <laughs> Expand, expand your mind, Damn. Craig. Let's get out there. Let's get on the outer limits. You can stay on if you want, because I just love that you're, I know you're going to be high for a long time. So if you want to stay on the phone and listen to me talk to other people, you can, uh, or, or, or not. It's up to you. You make the call. I mean, I, I mean, I don't mind, but you know what? I, I like to hear other people's stories because I actually want to listen to other people's stories on the podcast when it comes out. Okay. So you can, you can stay on and anytime you want to go, just hang up. And if you want to say right. something, go ahead and say it. Can they hear him? Okay. <laughs> All right, Umberto. We're going to take some calls. Thank you for staying on and, and, and Godspeed. All right. Thank All right. you. Just stay right here. Stay with us. I'll, uh, stay with us, Umberto. You're on this trip. Okay, Rich, Santa Ana. What's popping? Now, is this Rich in Santa Ana or is he in the rich part of Santa Ana? Rich, no, I'm San not rich. I, I'm poor, but I'm in Santa Ana. Yeah. He's in Santana. This is Rich. What's up, Rich? You're in, what's going on? Hey, I'm a big fan of longtime listener. I, I love all the born and raised stuff. I, I try to pick up the cartoon uh, iron today, and I missed out, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, I love all the stuff you guys do. Yo, what? tell me what you think. I, I just want to get a perspective from the outside. What did you think of the iron when you saw that? Oh, I thought it was it was fire, man. I wanted to get one. I just couldn't. I couldn't click fast enough. I guess. Yeah, they went really fast, and I think that that piece was. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if anyone's done it before. Um, I'm not here to blow my own horn, but I'm pretty proud of the iron, and I think that, that was a really oh, cool man. thing that we yeah. did. Shout out to Cartoon, the Born and Raised people, and the whole team. It took a team. Let me tell you something. Making that hand-painted, candy-painted, pinstriped, custom-engraved iron was a motherfucker. And it took a whole village to create that that little creature right there. Anyways, what's going on, Rich? Um, what can I help you with? Uh, well, I saw your guys' post, so I'm just calling in because I, I think it's kind of an interesting, uh, dark, powerful truth. Okay that uh, I could share to the rest of the Powerful Truth Angel fans. We'd love to hear your dark um, secret. And I'm going to let you know something, Rich. While you share this secret, in the background, Humberto is listening. He's another caller. Humberto is currently on seven tabs of acid. So I want you to know this. And you might, you might say something that's going to completely blow his mind. And if it does, Humberto, you can pipe in. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> All right. Rich, uh, what do you got? What? So I think I, I have a my car that I've been driving for about ten years or so. I think it's it's cursed or it's haunted or something because I've had three different things happen to me with that car that uh, has literally changed my life. So I'm the first thing that happened when I got the car was that uh, I was coming home late one night, totally clean, not a drop of anything in me, and I was turning at a signal and this homeless dude literally jumped out in front of my car and I hit him and he was just like lying there and I didn't know what to do. So there was nobody around. It was like maybe two o'clock in the morning or something like that. I called the police. They came out, you know, LAPD's finest. I was, uh, <laughs> they came out, they looked at him. 
they said like uh you know we don't have any issues they gave me some they made me like do some tests or whatever like try to see if i'm drunk or, or under the influence i was fine said uh we don't have any issues here kid you could just get in your car and take off and that'll be the end of it holy so shit just, hopped in my car and left I, I i was so like on a adrenaline high i didn't even think about like asking the officer i kind of feel bad about it now like i, I wish i would have got some more information to see if the guy's okay so i have no idea what happened the guy wasn't moving i mean i hit him pretty hard my car was a little bit fucked up or whatever but whoa just the officer just said take off uh, i kind of just followed uh, and yeah, they cut you loose and you don't you don't know if the man was alive or dead i have no idea i mean wow. I, I was yeah i mean it, it's i have I, no idea i mean i gotta say that that's a that's a lot to carry b uh you called the police right which is you know that's the honorable thing to do if you hit somebody and they cut you loose so you know i gotta say i would guess that that's on the cops if he didn't make it or not, yeah, you man. know, and, and holding you accountable. If this is the story and they gave you a field test and they let you go, it's like, what are you supposed to do? You know, I don't know. Um, it's very, it's a very traumatic thing you're talking about. And, uh, you know, it's intense. What was the second thing? I got, I got, okay. So the second one is that this time I was messed up. I yeah. went out partying all night and I was, not doing well so i decided to just park my car and just you know basically call it a night and sleep but i didn't know at the time that my i guess you, you, you're if you're in the driver's seat yes you can I, still get a dui it, yeah i had no clue so that's what i was doing i get a oh shoot are you guys still there okay i got a tap on my window and it was like, I don't know, early in the morning sometime and the cops were there again and they were just like, uh, are you under the influence of anything? And I was just like, oh, no, I just was tired. I fell asleep. They, they put me through the test. I didn't pass. And at the time I was actually, in the, let's just say, in like trying to be in the medical profession. Yeah. And that... I totally got screwed on that because I, I got a basically a DUI and then they check your record every so often. Yeah. And I got flagged and I actually lost my job over it because yeah, I just, I was just, were you, were you a nurse or you trained to be a tech? What were you doing? Yeah, I was, I was pretty much like a nurse. Right. So. Which is tough. I mean, yeah. you have to, you have to go to school for that. There's a whole thing going on and they got you with a 502 and they fired you, huh? Yeah, yeah. It just was. I thought I was doing the right thing. I thought I was, but I had no idea that if I was just one seat over. Yeah, that's that a it, that would have been that fun. sucks. That fucking sucks. And what's the third thing? So the third one is is partially my fault because of who I was dating at the time. She was this, uh, I guess you could say, ex stripper. Yeah, but she was. Um, a lot of fun and crazy and all that stuff. Anyways, long story short, she, we were living together, and one night we got into a really like heated argument. Uh oh. And she was tripping, and I, I was, you know, in my feelings or whatever. 
she got in my car, the same car, and she was going to take off. And then I was being like, you know, dramatic. So I was just like, you know, got in front of the car and was like, stop, you know, like, don't leave or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Let's just talk this over. And she literally just hit me. I flew over the car. <laughs> I broke my shoulder and my collarbone got all screwed up. Fuck. And the, yeah, man. So yeah, that, that's the, that's the, uh, I got to tell you something, Rich, you know, when you first, uh, posed this idea of a cursed car, my initial, what I was going to say to you is the common denominator in the car is you and you're not cursed. <laughs> you're a fuck up, but I'm going to, I'm going to change that idea. I think the car is cursed. I think your car is possessed by, by the spirit of a homeless person. Uh, and I think that that, I think that the ghost of this man is in that car. And I think that that car, you know, you might have some sort of a Christine scenario because, you know, maybe you got in the drive, maybe you got in the passenger seat when you're high and maybe the car, you know, uh, bumped you over into the, into the driver. Cause that's a, that's a stroke of fucking bad luck, right? Getting caught in your driver's seat, drunk, sleeping, trying to do the right thing and not drive. That fucking sucks. And yeah. your girlfriend hitting you with the car. Um, yeah, the car is cursed. I would get it compacted. Um, I wouldn't even resell it cause you're just going to pass on that curse. I would take it and uh, there's a couple options you can do. You can get it compacted legally. You can have someone take it down to TJ and set it on fire. Or uh, you can just push it off of a cliff. But I think before you do that, you might want to drop a rosary in there and some holy water. And you might want to try to exercise the ghost of the man who you did hit <laughs> with your car. Which is like, you know, this is some shit. I mean, this this round of calls today has been something I've never experienced this level. Humberto, how are you doing with this call? Uh, I'm I'm okay. That's just uh, my boy out here. You need some Jesus in your life. Get some holy water with what Alex said. <laughs> yeah, you need bless, to, bless yeah, the car before you sell it. Yeah, bless the car. Uh, burn some incense in the car. Wrap the whole fucking... I would get... You know what I would do? Here's my first step. I would go to a place that wraps cars, and I would get a graphic of a rosary wrapped around the entire car. So I want the whole car to look like it's wrapped in rosary beads, okay? And I'd put I'd put the virgin on the hood. And first, that's your first step to try to cleanse the car. That's not going to do it. It's just going to stave off uh, a little bit of the, of the bad spirit. And then eventually you are going to have to probably, you know, not, you're probably going to have to, I think the, okay, this is the best thing you can do to fully absolve yourself. You're going to have to drive the car into a pool full of holy water. And there's a couple ways you can do that. You can get a priest to bless a pool. Or you can collect enough holy water over the next five to 10 years to fill up a pool. I would try to get a priest to bless a pool and then drive your car into that pool. But make sure you're not in the car because we don't want you to die. Yeah, right, right, for sure. I was just going to leave it on a parking lot with the keys in it and see what happens. Okay, so you're just like, you're, you're, you're like more like, hey, I need someone else to take this curse. And that might work too. We've all seen the ring, right? Uh, you right. know what happens in the ring when you watch the tape and you carry the curse. So that's another way to go about it. I mean, that, that's not the cleanest way, but uh, yeah, maybe someone else <laughs> needs to carry this, this, this demented demonic car around because it's, a, it's definitely the car the car is the problem. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that, um, you know, don't date crazy people. Um, but you, even if you yourself are crazy, try to date someone that's not crazy, even though the sex is amazing and it feels like you're having sex with a volcano. That's not everything. Okay. So, Godspeed. Yeah, sure. she, she's gone. She's yeah, take. Gone. You didn't kill her, did you? 
no, no. Okay, good. No. Okay. Yeah, maybe I should put her in the car and leave her in the car. Yes, oh, dude, uh, you should give her the car. <laughs> you, you should give her the car and be like, I'm cursing you now. Yeah, exactly. Be like, babe, I got, you know what? I just want, I feel bad for what happened. I blamed you for breaking my shoulder. Here's the car. You can take my Honda and you can do with it what you want. What kind of car is it? It's a Toyota Corolla. Toyota Corolla. Same thing. All right. Um, listen, Rich, it's been a pleasure talking to you. We're going to go to the next caller. Oh, thank you, man. And I'd call in again and let me know what happens with the car and if you're still alive. <laughs> All right. All okay. Right. Take care. Thank take you. care of yourself, care, Rich. Man. That was very, very. How about very that, Umberto? Wise. How was that? That was that was something. That was something. The trip is is even better now. For like a maybe cool two minutes, that I, I thought I was I was I was kind of paranoid. I heard the cops outside right now. I was just like, oh shit, they know, they know I'm on it. But but we're good. We're good. Um, Rashid, I missed that. What did you say, Umberto? The cops are coming in. Coming in. Don't worry, the cops aren't coming. Nobody knows what's going on. Nobody knows that you're an egg. Okay. Nobody knows. We know. Everyone you, watching the you. podcast knows, but nobody the cops don't the cops don't have an APB on an egg right now. Trust me. I'm on <laughs> I'm on citizen. If they were looking for an egg, I would know. They're not looking for an egg. Just stay as Thank an egg. You. So how's your all day going? Yo. How's your day? It's going pretty Yo. good. Yo, is this Sam? Yeah, this is Sam. Hey, what's up, PTA? What is up? You're talking to Alex Tutone of Powerful Truth Angels. I'm here with Omar the Shih Tzu, Alex Griffin, Always Riffin, and Jason the Stork. The crew. Oh, my God. Jason the Giant Claw. I was hoping he'd let me in this time. He let you in. Daddy Long Good. Legs. Daddy Long Legs. The Giant Claw. Look it up. 1937. <laughs> um, I know you guys are packed. Uh, you know, roast me roast me today i i think you know it's friday i have to be punished today <laughs> sam you sound like a masochist so, the problem is i can't see you so i can't roast you okay wait hold on let me see if i can there he is yeah sam oh my god sam so let me say you want you went to supercuts and you said you said make me into a mushroom is what you did you literally look like a mushroom that's <laughs> smiling at me and driving. Keep your eyes on the road. You're a fungus. Oh, my eyes on the road. Okay, number two, you have CDs in your fucking, in your, you have a CD wallet. Is that a CD wallet? You have a CD player in your car? How are you yeah. one third my age, but you're using technology from the 20s? What are you doing with those CDs? Are you setting up coasters? Are you going to pay, are you going to play flong with your college buddies? What are you doing? Sam, where are you going? Sam, what are you doing with your life? You got to get a haircut, man. You cannot walk around looking like a mushroom. You look like you're wearing a beret. You look like you're wearing a beret made of hair. You can't do this to yourself. Where are you going? The Dave Matthews concert is the other way. You cannot listen to CDs anymore. <laughs> How was man, that? I love that. <laughs> look yeah. at him. Savage. I'm blushing. I've got. Uh, <laughs> He's blushing. I made him I've blush. Got... He said he just he, he he just picked at his hemp necklace and started blushing. I mean, all oh, that. Man, I'm so... I love it. I love it so much. And you know, I will say, I love my CDs. Uh, what do you listen? Also, I do. I got. Oh, it's. I got the Shrek soundtrack. <laughs> you know, you, you can't write this shit. You, hey, are you on all? Hold on, hold on, Sam. I forgot to tell you, Humberto's on the line, 
and Humberto is currently peaking on seven hits of acid. He wants to talk to you. Oh, put him on. Let's hear him. I, I would roast you, but you, you look like a, you look like a kind human, so I wouldn't I wouldn't roast you. Humberto can see him. I can't see you, but you sound like a kind human. Oh, thank you. Thank oh, you. That's I, a, I love I love when the roast stops and we're just nice to each other. I mean, he. No, you're you guys doing great. This is the podcast for friends who have no friends. I do have friends. I promise, I have friends. I swear, I have friends. But I like powerful true evangelists. I can tell. And clearly, you guys are best buds. Yeah, we're all best friends here, <laughs> Sam. I, I got to say, Sam, I mean, honestly, Sam's a good looking dude. I can't, you know, I got to, I got I can't, you know, like he can take a roast. He's a good, good at being roasted. What do, what do you got in the CD wallet? What else are you listening to? You have the, I got, okay. So I have the Shrek soundtrack from the first movie. Okay. This is insane. Uh, I have the, I have the Napoleon dynamite soundtrack <laughs> on CD. So you only and listen to got... soundtracks from 20 years ago? No, I have mostly Mastodon and Weezer. Okay. Uh, and I have a collection. It's like a like a compilation of like folk. Uh, what's his name? Mississippi John Hurt. Mississippi John Hurt CDs. I don't use them. I just got this car. It does have a CD player, but my phone is is what I use now. So I have them for decoration mostly. Oh, because oh, and my band. I have my band CD in here somewhere too. Okay. I'm in a band. You know, roast away. He's you in know, a band. Do what you want. <laughs> no, no, no. He's in a band. He's definitely, like I said, you know, uh, he's in the band. He's on the wrong side of music because if you're not making rap, you're not going to make any money ever. So he's in a band just because he wants to play music. I'm pretty sure. What's your instrument? Didgeridoo? That's a yes. He plays a didgeridoo. He's got a, he's got a 30 foot bamboo pipe that he plays, and the man the man literally is probably 26 percent hash. I'm looking at this man. You remind me of my brother. My brother is my brother is is. Uh, 76% marijuana, 12% hash, and the rest of it is some beer. Uh, but inside of that body that's made up of, of those substances is a brilliant mind. My brother's a scientist. Shout out to Brad, the man. Um, we'll talk more about Brad. We'll do a whole Brad show one day. It's going to blow your fucking minds when you realize. Yeah, do a Brad show. And hey, hey, I need, I need a Dune cast soon. I got to say, I just, well, I just saw Dune. I just did a Dune. I, I did a Dune recap in the beginning of the show. And it was kind of like, I'm going to be honest. Um, it, I didn't have a lot to say other than I didn't love some of this, the music. Uh, but I, I thought it was great. Okay. And I'm going to watch it again. What did you think? Uh, I, I haven't read the books. I only have seen snippets of the David Lynch. Dude. So that's the perfect way to see this movie. So I had kind of a blank slate going. Oh in, no! But sorry, I mean, you know, unless it's necessary. But I, I am more than excited for the next couple movies. And and my girlfriend who. Had knew absolutely nothing about it. I knew like a bit of the story. She knew nothing. She was like, "Oh, I loved that movie. I loved it, and I can't wait to see the next part." And I was like, "Yeah, success. It was great. All in all, I I was very very happy with it." He gives it a thumbs up. Sam likes Dune. <laughs> all right, thank you, Sam. It's I'm been good. a pleasure. Thanks for sharing your time with us, Humberto. Say goodbye to Sam. Uh, oh, thank you. I, I know you're you're a good person because you have the Shrek soundtrack. People have to. The Shrek soundtrack. Have big Shout out to the Shrek soundtrack. Thank you. Shout out to the Shrek soundtrack. Somebody once told me the world was gonna roll me. 
I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. Something dumb in with the. Thanks, Sam. I'm out. Bye. Bye. All right, Alex. What a guy, Sam. Last last caller. Last caller of the day, Umberto, and we're gonna hang up. Um, Brady Vickers. Brady. Brady, full disclosure. Brady, oh, what's going on, Brady? Shady Brady. Shady Brady. Where's Brady? Brady, what's going on? We're just this. What am I witnessing here? This is a, a kidnapping. Brady's turned off. Humberto, it looks like Brady can't get it together. It's his loss or hers. Right. <laughs> Humberto, before we go, I would love yeah. to get a visual. Can we turn your camera on? Uh, I, you don't have I to. Would. I would, but my room is a mess right now. Fair enough. But, I back that. But, but I will tag you on Instagram, though. He's so. gonna tag me. I'll never, <laughs> you know. I'll never see it. I you mean, guys look through the social. Tag PTA, but don't tag Two Tone. Tag whoever you want. Right. They'll find you. They'll find you. All right. Listen, right. Humberto. Godspeed. Get some orange juice. Get some water. Drink a drink more water than you think you should. You should get a gallon of water in you because you want to flush that shit out of your system, so you can have. You know, tomorrow you're going to be a little mushy. Sunday you're going to come back to life a little bit. Monday you got to go back to work uh, if you have a job. And you know, I think get some water. That's what I say. Get some oh, water. Yeah. You know what I like to do the day after I do some acid is the next day I like to drink water and smoke weed and have a nice little pizza. That, honestly, I might take you up on that. I might actually do that. You should do I'm that. I'm not a big pothead. I'm not a big pothead, but you know what? I'll do it for the culture. You know, I do it for the culture because, you know, the weed will kick in the acid a little bit more with some orange juice. And the pizza is just nice. It's nice to have a little pizza on it. It's going to be a nice semi-chilly day. Sit down. You've earned it. You you know what? Treat yourself. Treat yourself after thank you've you. abused your brain with this acid. Thank you. Thank you. My man. <laughs> All right, Humberto. So, so thank, thank you so much for calling. Brady, you blew it. And uh, everyone else, love you, PTA. And uh, that's the end of the show. All right. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you, Roberto. Have fun. Right. Later. Later.